3: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, more sectional semifinal Friday action in girls basketball. And we'll talk some IU Purdue also coming up in this half hour. Right now, though, the man with all those scores that you're waiting for, you've been waiting and waiting, here he is, the star of our show, Network Indiana's Brendan King.
4: Coach, always a pleasure. Sectional semifinal Friday. There are five overtime games in girls' basketball to report on. At least one comes from each level. From Class A, the Tri-County Sectional, North White 42, Caston 39 and over overtime. overtime class 2a had a pair of them actually that's 3a uh it was in overtime princeton over washington 53 to 50 in ot and the central noble sectional extra time westview and fremont westview comes away with the 39 to 30 overtime wins the big story though class 3a double overtime Twin Lake 68, West Lafayette 61. Again, two overtime periods. The same case in the Noblesville sectional. Fisher 67, Noblesville 64. Looking elsewhere from Class 3A, the Griffith sectional, it was Highland blasting Boone Grow 63 28. And Hanover Central over Hammond Knoll, 57 38. In the Bremen sectional, John Glenn, nine point victory over Knox, 39 30. And Tippecanoe Valley handles Bremen mightily, 56 33. The Mishawaka Marion sectional up north, South Bend St. Joseph, 62. South Bend Clay, 54. And Mishawaka Marion rocks New Prairie, 55 29. How about this for defense? The Fairfield sectional, Fairfield. They really give it to West Noble 55 to six. That's six points given up the entire ball game by Fairfield. The other half of that, Lakeland, much closer with Northview. Lakeland escapes with a two-point dub, 41-39. Fort Wayne-Concordia sectional, Woodland 45, Heritage 34, and Garrett, they get by Fort Wayne-Concordia 44-38. Let's talk some college basketball. Ball State in overtime gets by Eastern Michigan, 91 One to ninety, the Cardinals are sixteen and seven. Peyton Sparks had a twenty-two point and fifteen rebound double double. As for college basketball tomorrow, Pack Day. Here's the schedule: Green Bay, IUPUI at noon. Wake Forest takes on Notre Dame at one. Purdue, Fort Wayne, they battle Detroit Mercy at the same time. Two o'clock tip in Wisconsin as number fourteen Marquette hosts the Butler Bulldogs. At four o'clock, Murray State, Indiana State, number one Purdue versus number 21 Indiana. How do the Hoosiers defend Zach Eady? Mike Woodson talked about that.
5: You know, my thing is, you know, we got to just play him as hard as we can play him and make sure that the surrounding pieces don't, you know, go off and and see what happens. I mean, we're going to have to play it, you know, too. I mean, offensively, we're going to have to make shots. Uh, to keep them honest as well. But our defense has got to be a signature coming into that game. I mean, we're going to have to defend and rebound with this team.
4: The rest of the college basketball day looks like this. Tomorrow at 4.30, Southern Indiana goes against Moorhead State. The late game at 7 has Drake battling Valparaiso. As for the Indiana Pacers, the skid comes to an end. Pacers get a win, 107-104 over DeMontis Sabonis and the Sacramento Kings. Sabonis was honored before the game. Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald going against their former team, by the way. Buddy led the way for the Pacers with 21 points. Miles Turner, a 14 point and 13 rebound double double. Ben Matherin, with 14 points off the bench. Pacers host the Cavaliers on Sunday. Few high school boys' basketball scores. On top of sectional semifinal Friday, Elkhart Christian, no problem with Churubusco, 63-46. Crispus Attucks over Irvington Prep Academy, 87-35. I'm Brendan King.
3: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk in the midst of sectional action around the state. College basketball tomorrow. This game has had quite a bit of hype, and rightly so. Peru at IU, 4 o'clock starting Assembly Hall. With me from the uh, IU Sports Network, our good friend John Herrick. Hello, John.
6: Hey, Coach. Uh, by the way, I went and had dinner tonight at one of your favorite places, Vito Pro Valones, you know place that you helped create the chicken
3: Giovanni (laughs) (laughs) there's a long story behind that (laughs) but But I I figured I was I was an unofficial consultant on that menu item many 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 years ago so you're making me feel bad because that's clearly one of my my favorite restaurants so uh, this is your first IU Purdue matchup and I can't imagine how excited you're you are to be able to be on the call of this game tomorrow
6: yeah, Bob, and of course, like, it didn't necessarily look like it was going to be a matchup of ranked teams. Uh, Purdue's been trending in the right, you know, the upward direction all season. But mm-hmm. remember, IU had that stretch where they lost three games in a row, and they were looking really rough. Uh, but they've won five of their last six. Yeah, I know that things didn't work out Tuesday night against Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, but their defense mm-hmm. kept them in that game. Maryland is 12-1 and at home. They're very tough to beat. Uh, right. on, on the road and of course Purdue knows how tough Maryland is because Maryland almost came back from a double-digit deficit and beat Purdue but Purdue held on to beat them by three so the Big Ten is as exciting as ever but Purdue has <laughs> clearly shown that they are the, the cream mm-hmm. of the crop a lot of great things to point to I think you start with the matchup between Trace Jackson Davis and and Zach Eady. Both those guys averaging 20 points a game. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis becoming the all-time shot block leader uh, in IU basketball history earlier uh, in the season. So I can't wait to see those two guys go at it. But, of course, you know, Fletcher Lawyer on Purdue's side. He can shoot the three. Jalen Schofino is going to need to have a bounce-back game after playing a tough one Tuesday night where he only made one shot. Um, you know how do the how do these teams guard each other? I mean, it's it's going to be a very intriguing matchup, full of a lot of storylines and kind of sub storylines beneath it.
3: Well, I think you're a hundred percent right on on all of that. I mean, how do uh, how do the uh, Boilermakers plan on guarding uh, Trace Jackson Davis and the other side? What do you do to guard Zach Eady? Not a lot of teams have figured it out. Uh, and, and the complimentary players, no offense to them all, but the uh, other than your post players, they have to play. You, whoever steps up and plays and consistently does that uh, will go a long way to winning. I always come down in these kinds of games, John. Uh, home team, look, statistically in college basketball, home team wins 70% of the time. So mm-hmm. I always start with home team. I oh, always start with home team and with the atmosphere that's going to be there tomorrow. And I know Purdue is a tough-minded group of guys, but man, oh man, this is one of the, this will be a tremendous game and it will be played at a frenetic pace. It'll be, it'll be a physical, physical game. One of the factors that you talk about and don't like to talk about is how the game's going to be officiated. Uh, because that will be a major, major factor in what's allowed in the post because it affects both teams greatly.
6: Well, I know. and It's, it's interesting that you say that. And I think uh, there has been some issue with the officiating in the Big Ten, but I think a lot of that has to do with just the overall – inconsistency of it and that's just been that's been in every game that's not just been in iu or purdue games and mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think what i think what they'll tend to do i would think that they would lean to letting trace jackson davis and zach edie play it out and only call really <laughs> obvious fouls because a lot of right. people are paying very good money uh to watch right. these teams play but a lot of people want to see those two guys go at it I think what's going to be really interesting to watch is how Purdue decides to double Trace Jackson Davis and when they do it uh, because Trace and Matt Painter said this today that Trace Jackson Davis handles the double team so much better now oh yeah than he did yeah. the first time they went up against him so you can't just think you're going to double him and he's going to turn it over no he'll make the extra pass to an open shooter so it's it's going to be interesting to see how much they leave Zach Eady on an island to guard trace uh, by himself or if they bring the double. But then again, for the Hoosiers, it's the same way on the opposite side. If you try to double Edie, you're, and you might leave Fletcher Lawyer open. Right. You might leave right. Braden Smith open. So uh, both teams are going to have some matchup challenges that their defenses are going to have to figure out. I think the transition game is going to be another big part of this. Who can get out and run and get some fast right. break points? Right. Uh, because both these teams are pretty good at settling into their half court defense. So if you can get some extra, you know, possessions by fast break, by way of fast break, and get layups out of it, those could also be a difference uh, in a game like this.
3: He's John Herrick. You're going to catch him on the IU-Purdue game next. Excuse me, tomorrow at 4 o'clock down in Bloomington. He's on the uh, IU Sports Network. John, thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Have fun tomorrow.
6: All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: Thanks so much. Coming up, basketball. I'm going to talk with Mike Armstrong from Franklin Community. The commissioner will also join us. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
4: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Well, we mentioned Fairfield giving up six points tonight. That's the low of the evening, but Trinity Lutheran came close in the Rising Sun sectional. Trinity Lutheran hammers Crothersville 67-8 on the other side of that sectional. Much closer. Rising Sun squeaks by New Washington by a penny, 61-60. Springs Valley sectional. Springs Valley over vincennes Reve fifty-three forty-five, And Bar-Reeve, they defeat Orleans, 54-42. To the Tecumseh. Sectional Tecumseh all over Cantleton 73 22, and Wood Memorial by Deuce against Northeast Du Bois 37 35. This is all in class A from the Borden sectional Borden 60, West Washington 32, and Lanesville Rocks Rock Creek Academy 58 24. Looking elsewhere from Class A, Bethesda Christian sectional, Indiana Math and Science. They only gave up 13 to Traders Point Christian, winning 32-13. And Bethesda Christian, they defeat Indiana Def 60. To twenty one, Bloomfield sectional from Class A North Central Farmersburg. They really get it to duggar Union seventy nine thirty one Bloomfield a twenty piece on Clay City forty nine twenty nine. Lastly, the Tri Central sectional, Tri Central no problem with Delville sixty five twenty eight and Cowan gets a win against Anderson Prep Academy forty seven thirty two. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody.
3: I'm Bob Lovell. This is network indiana's indiana sports talk mike armstrong joins me the head coach at franklin community high school coach thanks so much for the call congratulations on your win over whiteland tonight at the shelbyville sectional very impressive win for your ladies played for a championship a year ago some changes but um, the one thing that's constant w's w's baby and congratulations
7: well, thanks, Coach. We we appreciate it.
3: I appreciate it. As a resident of Franklin for the past 53 years, I appreciate what you do. Uh, and, um, look, I've known you for a long time. <laughs> the one thing I respect most about you is – um, you know how to get young ladies to perform to their best. And um, and you do it the right way, and you do it in a manner that people can be proud of. And so uh, as a taxpayer in the community, way to go. I'm happy for you.
7: Well, th- thanks again. You know, it's been a really— uh awesome opportunity for me you know most of the time when you take over a team it's because the team's been struggling or whatever right you know in this situation i was able to step in with a team that was ready to go that's used to winning uh used to playing the right way and uh again uh just trying to you know steer them on the right path as, as we work our way through the tournament
3: well, and and that's that's all well and good, and and uh, you do have some talented young ladies, and the foundation clearly has been there, going back to Walt Rains when he was there, and uh, you know that that has been this level of success is an expectation uh, for the Cubs. It is,
7: it is, and and, and we're glad just to be uh, continuing continuing that on. Like you said, we've you know this year we've had some new people. In some new places, including right. including the coach, and uh, but I, I think it's really good. You know, I was there the last two years with Josh Sable as the assistant, and so it was really just kind of a nice transition uh, into uh, you know into coaching the girls since I already had a kind of handle on on who they were and those kinds of things. So, it, like I said, it's just been a really awesome tune, uh, awesome uh, way to, to to take the job right. over, and right. I, I've been very very thankful.
3: Franklin over Whiteland, 66-43. Uh, Mike Armstrong with me. Mike, defensively, I think you have to be pretty pleased with how you played tonight.
7: Yeah, we. I thought we defensively, uh, especially uh, in the first half, was maybe as well as we've been able to execute things that we want to get done on defense. And we were, I think, able to kind of take them out of some things that they like to do, uh, I think, which is always the, the goal defensively, is you want to pick a couple things the other team mm-hmm. likes to do and see if mm-hmm. you can make them do something different. And, um, you know, and then, uh, and then we shot the ball a little bit. You know, Bob, we survived a real scare on Tuesday night with, uh, with Columbus North. You know, was yeah, a, he did.
6: It was, a game,
7: it was a, game that, a game that could have gone either way. And, and we right. were fortunate enough to be ahead when the game was over. And so I, I thought tonight was just really a, a, a really a good second-round game for us and to, a way to, uh, you know, kind of uh, get us back on that uh, playing well uh, track.
3: Well, I'm happy for Kelly, and I know their team is – she's going to do well. Uh, I know they're disappointed tonight, but uh, they will be a team that you're going to have to pay a lot of attention to. She's going to do a wonderful job. She's a wonderful young lady, great family, great coach, um, and, you know, it's a great test. So tell me about the scout for tomorrow night with Shelbyville at their place. Well, you know, uh, Bob, it's it's kind of
7: like a, a, the same story with uh, with Whiteland, you know, and and I want to go back there for just a second. I mean, you know, as as I'm sure you're well aware, her her dad, her grandfather, gave me my first coaching job as an assistant yeah, of Holly Bob, right? And, uh, and so it's always it's always kind of a bittersweet uh, game when, when 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 I go up against uh, uh, Kelly uh, because you know of, of really what I kind of owe her dad for the opportunity he gave me all those many years right. ago. So I'm really, you know, happy for my team and happy for the win. But like you said, uh, Kelly's doing a great job there. They had a winning season this year. Um, They're headed clearly in the right direction. And really, it's the same story with Chevyville. You know, Becca's done a really good job at Chevyville.
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
7: uh, Wilson are really terrific players, and again, they've had a really strong season. Uh, I think, I believe they're fifteen and eight now. Um, so, and, and they're playing at home tomorrow uh, in a championship game. And you know, it's always one of the things I, I like to avoid is is the home team in the final game. But uh, we're going to have to do that <laughs> tomorrow night. So, I am right. I am sure that I right. I am sure that it's going to be it's going to be quite a test for our team. And and uh, and again, uh, I guess you you know, with our group, we wouldn't want it any other way.
3: Right. Mike Armstrong is the head coach at Franklin Community High School at the Shelbyville sectional. They beat uh, Whiteland 66-43, taking on Shelbyville tomorrow night. Mike, congratulations on the win. Good luck tomorrow night. Hope we're talking tomorrow night. And I promise you, when the springtime rolls around and your schedule is less demanding, I will let you take me to lunch somewhere in Franklin, okay? You can pick the place. I'd be happy to do it. (laughs) <laughs> All right, brother. Good luck tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Brian Sullivan from WNAS, Brownstown Central, over Providence tonight, 30-28 to 28 at the Austin Sectional. Mr. Sullivan, seems like a pretty solid game tonight. I tell you what.
8: You know,
5: you'll probably appreciate this. New Albany got beat last night in the sectional, and for once I don't have a game to broadcast, and I look around and say there's something still a little bit different about going to a small town with the 1A and 2A schools because it, yeah. it feels yeah. like it's still such a big deal in a way that I think is lost a little bit of the time at some of the bigger schools in the bigger cities. And it was a fantastic environment down there and, and good turnouts by all four crowds and, and treated to a couple of really nice games.
3: Kind of reminds me of when I was a kid going to the Brownsburg sectional, you know, back, you know, the it matters. I like to refer to it as it matters. I mean, it matters to everybody, but you know, certain places it's a little bit different and, you know, this is a little bit of throwback tonight and what a great, what a great game now. One possession game.
5: Yeah, it, uh, it was back and forth the entire time. Very low scoring. Um, Providence traditionally, uh, plays a 2-3 zone. They've got a lot of really nice young players this year. They're starting three freshmen. Mm-hmm. They're small but athletic, and they're extending that pressure full court now uh, and trying to create some turnovers there. And Meanwhile, Brownstown, they're not a big team, but they were definitely bigger across the board, and they were trying to force the ball over to the sidelines and get some double teams as soon as Providence got entry passes, and it was just a real intriguing chess match to watch how the defenses were working in that one. Uh, a lot of turnovers and and not a lot of easy ball reversals, so low scoring but you know in those games, boy, it seems like every possession then is maximized as far as the absolutely because if you don't score it 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 feels like a real wasted opportunity there, and it just stayed within a one or two possession ball game literally the entire second half.
3: So the second game, uh, similarly, a battle, Brownstown Central beating Providence, but in game two, Austin on their home floor beating uh, Southwestern and Hanover 54-49, setting up a pretty good matchup tomorrow night. Yeah, it's it's kind of an
5: intriguing thing, you know. I just came from the Bedford sectional in 4A, where there's there's several solid teams, but Bedford's such an overwhelming favorite out there. We're coming into this one, the four teams that we saw tonight, uh, as well as Eastern Pekin, Any of any of those five teams legitimately could walk away with this sectional. I mean, it's a very balanced group uh, group there, and. Um, Austin has got a young team, mostly freshmen and sophomores, very similar to Providence. Uh, they've got a young lady, and, and we'll be singing her praises for the next four years. Bryn Owens uh, is a freshman mm-hmm. in Austin. She put up 23 tonight, and she can score in a variety of ways. A just a very, very savvy kid. She got a calf injury, and I'm talking to her dad before the game. Yeah, she's kind of hobbled, a little limited. And then she puts right. up 23. It was one of the better freshman performances <laughs> I've seen in a say, tournament game there. <laughs> right. uh, but Southwestern, I mean, they they battled their physical team, uh, hit the boards, and when it
8: was in the way them,
5: made a big charge. Uh, but uh, Austin ends up hitting four free throws right at the very <laughs> end. They had a young lady uh, named Kelsey Hawkins that it goes four for four from the free throw line in the last 30 seconds to hold off Southwestern.
3: Brian Sullivan from WNAS at the Austin Sectional. Brownstown Central over Providence, 30-28. Austin over Southwestern of Hanover, 54-49. Brian, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thank you. All right, Coach. Coming up, more basketball. Hall of Famer Walt Ferber from WITZ will join us, plus the commissioner of the IHSAA, Paul Nighting, will be with us, too, after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk.
4: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update. Here on Indiana Sports Talk, we continue our coverage of sectional semifinal Friday. Some scores rolling in from Class 4A. We begin from the Lake Central sectional. Both scores are here. Hammond Central, no problem with Gary West, 59-34. And Lake Central, they get their 55-39 victory against Munster. To the Lowell sectional. Portage over Hobart 56-41, Valparaiso handles Chesterton 60-46 to 46. in the Plymouth sectional South Bend, Washington good looking crew over South Bend Adams 77-30 and Plymouth they handle Michigan City 60-27 in the Concord sectional Northridge 54, Goshen 42 and Elkhart takes down Warsaw by a deuce 55-53 In the Mount Vernon-Fortville sectional, Mount Vernon-Fortville defensive battle against Pendleton Heights, Mount Vernon pulls away with the 29-25 win. And New Palestine, a five-piece on Anderson, 50-45. Lawrence Central sectional, L.N. over Cathedral, 42-36. Warren Central beating Crispus Attucks, Hanley, 71-27. Southport sectional, Ben Davis, 58, Pike, 45. Franklin Central, 46, Decatur Central, 36. Lastly, Bloomington South sectional, Mooresville over Martinsville, 61 61- 23 and center grove a 42 30 victory against bloomington north i'm brendan king
3: welcome back everybody i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk the commissioner of the ihsaa paul knight joins us commissioner thanks for the call congratulations seems like a pretty standard semifinal friday night great games exciting games buzzer beaters all these kinds of things you come to expect in
9: sectional action around our state Absolutely, coach. You know, and the, the great thing is, you just said standard, and that is right. That that standard is the the quality of basketball that we got across this state year in and year out. And you're right. You know, uh, Noblesville was a barn burner, packed house, and you know, I saw mm-hmm. several reports from around the state, and we had incredible crowds. I mean, uh, our our women of Indiana were playing in front of full crowds tonight, uh, and that's just phenomenal for the sport and and I'm just glad that they all get to experience that, especially during tournament time.
8: Our
3: callers have uh, echoed your sentiments by saying that <laughs> the gyms were basically packed. Uh, and it's a fun night. I, I don't, I've done it 29 years now. I still love sectional semifinal Friday. It doesn't matter, boys, girls, all the same because, because the emotion is so strong. So where were you
9: tonight? Well, I tell you, Coach, I sat and I watched IHSA TV tonight, and I had a couple Good grandkids with like me it. tonight. <laughs> so, right. so the grandkids right. and myself, watched. Uh, we watched games from all around the state on IHSA TV tonight, and so that's uh, the great thing about that product. You know, you can check in uh, anywhere from Lowell, Indiana to to Uh, southeast indiana also and I, i probably clicked in on about 20 different games a night across the state
3: I think we're fortunate in our state that we're able to do this with the IHSAA Champions Network. And um, people, we all it's, it don't have to be a Hoosier. We all understand how important this is. And it's a team effort for everybody. Uh, and I think the cool thing has been uh, there have been great games. The emotion is clearly there. Everything going well. Uh, I know you're, you're concerned about the situation in South Bend, but um, I happen to think that's an outlier type of situation situation, unfortunately.
9: It is, Coach, you know, and I think our friend Paul Condry uh, was on the call that game last night. And, you know, I'm going to go back to my roots a little bit and something my grandpa would have said. And, and he was right last night. He said, we had some knuckleheads in the crowd last night. And that's exactly <laughs> that's what we right. had. Uh, you know, we, we I, I, was, sure. I was on the phone numerous times a day with South Bend folks. And, and I you know, I applauded that school administration. You know, they were there. They had a presence. They had eight police officers in the gym. And, you know, mm-hmm. those, we had just some folks that just chose to step out of, you know, society. We all know how to behave. Right. These kids that, that stepped out know, know how to behave, but they chose not to do that. And they have identified those individuals, and they're just not going to be back. And that's just the way it's going to be, and we've talked about it before. Some people are just going to have to go, Coach. And uh, if you right. can't come in and sit right. down and behave and, and cheer kids on, um, we don't need you. And and I hope they stay home and, and they get the message strong there in their South Bend, but... Um, you know, it is the outlier. It's not the norm, but those good people up there were working no, hard to all. put on a quality event. And, and you know, those kids had senior night. Uh, it was a rivalry right. game between the two schools. It was, it, they were going to honor a, a, a long-time employee of the school corporation. And, you know, and, and those those folks took something away from those kids last night. And that's that, right. that, that's right. pretty upsetting to me and people who who put their heart and soul in this education based athletics across our state.
3: All right, tomorrow night, championship uh, Saturday around our state. Nothing better. Absolutely nothing better. Uh, We're in tournament time right now. We have talked about it earlier in the week with swimming, uh, wrestling, now with basketball. Uh, It it is a fun, fun night. I appreciate what you do for us. I really do. Uh, You should be proud of what happened around our state tonight and and proud of how the tournament's going because we continue to be a model for everybody else when it comes to this. He's the commissioner, the IHSAA, Paul Knighting. Paul, thanks. Enjoy the night. Good luck tomorrow.
9: Very good. Thank you. you, Thanks so
3: much. Thanks very much. I appreciate the kind words. All right, let's leave basketball, high school basketball for a moment, talk about some college basketball. Ball State in overtime, 91-90 winners over Eastern Michigan. From the Ball State Network, David Eha. David, thanks for the call. What a night.
0: What a game for the Cards. Oh, Coach, what a night indeed. 6,068. The largest crowd since 2009, and they got their money's worth in an overtime thriller. Uh, Cardinals go to nine and one at home, but what what a terrific game! And uh, and it had a little bit of everything, Coach. I mean, you had Amani Bates <laughs> in the house; he went for mm-hmm. 35 points. And uh, it still wasn't enough, but it was back and forth the entire game and uh, went into overtime, and uh, Cards made winning plays down the stretch, which is what Michael Lewis has preached since his opening press conference. And, uh, and man, what a fun night it was.
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
2: When St. Jude opened in 1962, childhood cancer was considered incurable. Since then, St. Jude has helped push the overall survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. St. Jude won't stop until no child dies from cancer. Join me today in supporting St. Jude by calling 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898 to become a partner in hope. Your gift to St. Jude could last a lifetime. You know what when you're putting up
3: ninety apiece and going to overtime, you know I'm thinking your job as
0: a broadcaster you you barely have time to catch your breath, <laughs> yeah, it was up and down i mean, and uh you know both teams just ten made three pointers and and Bates was just incredible i mean he single handedly uh i mean put twenty five in the second half. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you just when you think, man, the Cardinals are dead in the water, um, they've made some incredible plays. Down three, Eastern Michigan has the ball. Demarius Jacobs, who had the assignment, 6-2, guarding the 6-10, amani Bates. Uh, stripped right. him, gets a steal, a layup, the crowd's going nuts, and uh, and then Peyton <laughs> Sparks with a big basket down the stretch. But you know, it was, the, it was the balance. Cardinals had five guys in double figures, and uh, and you know, it, it's the free throws, Bob. We've talked about the, the struggles at the cherry right. stripe, but right. In overtime, when it mattered. Three of four and uh, big ones down the stretch. And don't look now, but uh, Cardinals seven and three in the MAC. It's
3: pretty impressive stuff. David Ehoff from the Ball State Network. Cards win again 91 90 in overtime over Eastern Michigan. David, thanks so much. Have a great weekend.
0: You too, coach. Appreciate it
3: the legend himself Walt Ferber from WITZ joins us Wood Memorial over Northeast Dubois 4735 Uh, Walt thank you so much for taking time thanks for remembering me too it's uh, I've I've missed you for heaven's sakes
10: I've missed you too, Coach. And I uh, was called off the bench. My boss, Chris Norton, a uh, guy in my old position, had uh, a sure. couple of ball games tonight and asked if I would pinch it. Was always glad to uh, to go up and see a great one A contest. My buddy Brian Sullivan was talking about uh, how good those small school sectionals are, and this one at Tecumseh is very very special. And if you're looking to win a big game, one of the best coaches. Is in the state of Indiana is Johnny Bartley of Wood Memorial High School. It was his 296th career win tonight. You give him long enough to prepare for a team, he'll find a way to get it done. And it was a defensive battle all the way through tonight. And you got to give kudos to Wood Memorial and the way they defended uh, Rylan Cobb, one of the best seniors in the state. Anytime she uh, was near the ball, uh, she mm-hmm. had two or three Wood Memorial Trojans around her and and she ended up with 13 very hard-earned points tonight. And it was really a sister game tonight for both schools, as Ryland Cobb had 11 points, and Emerson Cobb, that's Ryland's little sister, ended up with nine points for the Jeeps, and she almost pushed the Jeeps across the, the top. She had three uh, takeaway steals that went coast-to-coast for a bucket. But in the end, and uh, Wood Memorial got themselves to the free-throw line, and they kept themselves in the game. They actually had no field goals whatsoever in the second quarter, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. ended up hitting their free-throws, and their sisters, the Page sisters, Josie Page had 15, and Jillian had six, but the points by Jillian were daggers, as they were both three-pointers from the right wing, and this was one for, you know, one for the classics tonight. I was glad Matt Dalton and I had a chance to call it, and all the winners... Of that game has to do is play the defending state champion, Tecumseh Braves, who won the first game (laughs) at 322.
3: Well, I want you to hang on with me through this short break, okay? Sure. Sure. All right. We'll come back and talk some more high school basketball on Indiana Sports Talk.
4: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk, sectional semifinal Friday, girls' basketball. We wrap up scores from Class 4A, beginning in the Shelbyville sectional. Franklin, no problem with Whiteland, 66-43. And Shelbyville by a triple against Columbus East, 65-62. Bedford North Lawrence sectional. Bedford North Lawrence picks up a 15-point dub on Jeffersonville, 65-50. They'll match up with the dangerous Silver Creek, who handles Seymour, 45-31. Evansville Harrison sectional, Jasper, 10-point dub on Evansville Wrights, 43-33. And Evansville Central tops Evansville North, 44-38. In Class 3A, we go to the Bremen sectional. John Glenn over Knox, 39-30. Tippecanoe Valley, 56. Bremen, 33. Best defensive performance of the night again goes to Fairfield in their own sectional. Fairfield blasting West Noble, 55-6. Much closer in the second game. Lakeland by a pair against Northwood, 41-39. We hit the Hamilton Heights sectional. Hamilton Heights beating Jay County 58-47 and Yorktown over Frankton 43-35. Norwell sectional Norwell taking down Peru by quite the margin 70-25 to Northwestern they get by Belmont 50-44.
3: I'm Brendan King Welcome back everyone this is Indiana Sports Talk it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network before the break Walt Ferber Broadcast Hall of Famer was with us Talking about the Wood Memorial win over Northeast Dubois. Uh, this is down at the Tecumseh Sectional. You talked about it before, Walt, but uh, it's a pretty good, solid win for Wood Memorial.
10: Call a number. Of Northeast Newboys Wood Memorial Games uh, o- over the years, and uh, you never count Johnny Bartley. He's coached there a long, long time, and he's uh, you know pushing up toward 300 wins now. And he prepared, and uh, uh, Northeast Newboys uh, made a living this year of going inside the paint, and uh, uh, with the Trojans collapsed every time the Jeeps headed in that direction, and every time Ryland Cobb, the All-State candidate senior. Uh, would get her hands on the ball, there would be three uh, Wood Memorial Trojans around her. She would be sandwiched. And uh, they, they got Ryland into foul trouble. She had four personal fouls at the end of the ball game. So they they had a great, great game plan. And Northeast Dubois still almost uh, bailed it out as they had the ball uh, down by uh, a couple with six seconds to go. And senior Reagan Knees fi- fired up a 50 footer that hit the rim, rolled around the rim and and fell off. And that's how how this game went down to the wire. But I'm I'm looking that game Coach Toops and her Tecumseh team uh, they're going to be tough to beat. They look solid. Uh, I don't care who you play when you beat them 73-22. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That shows how good they are. And they're also the defending state champion. Until right. until right. they lose, they are the state champion, and they lost exactly. some players off that. But it is going to be a heck of a final tomorrow night with, uh, with Wood Memorial and, uh, and Tecumseh and to win that second game tonight. Certainly a shame somebody had to lose.
3: Walt Ferber from WITZ, great to hear from you. Hopefully we'll talk tomorrow night, Walt, but thanks so much.
10: Always a pleasure, Coach.
3: Brad Silbert joins me from Hamilton County TV at the Noblesville Sectional. Uh, Brad, thank you so much for the call. Uh, I envy you. I actually would like to be you because I would like to have been at that sectional tonight. Uh, I'm much anticipated, lived up to the hype, for heaven's sakes. Uh, Over time, you had uh, four teams ranked in the top ten. You you have drama. They know each other. You have great players. How am I doing so far? I haven't left anything out, have I? That's how tough this was. you no, know, go ahead. I, I don't want you're the guy, and and you know more about it than I do. But in double overtime, uh, Fishers beats Noblesville, and then a close one, HSE over Zionville by four in the second game. So fill in the blanks, okay?
8: Well, Bob, I don't think you've understated anything. Uh, you know, I've been broadcasting and announcing basketball at the high school level in Indiana thirty plus years, and I have never seen two better games than what we saw tonight, and the crowd was just Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. First game, the defending state champ, Noblesville Millers, come in there against the Fishers-Tigers, and this one went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and uh, uh, it was uh, no more than a two-point difference at any one of the quarters. And uh, at the end of regulation, it was 52-52, to 52, went to the first overtime, ended up 56-56, and <laughs> took a second overtime to get that 67-64 final there as the uh, Tigers uh, defeated the uh, defending uh, state champ, Noblesville Millers. But uh, for the Tigers, it was uh, a night for the Smith twins, for Haley Smith and Olivia Smith. Olivia Smith came in the evening with 22 points, and uh, sister Haley, twin sister Haley, with uh, 15 points. And There's also another Smith on there who's a starter, so we had right. three Smiths on the floor there at one time. Uh, Jordan Smith came in with uh, seven points, and uh, it was, hey, Brad, uh, it, it yeah, was quite hey, a battle. Brett, Brett. I
3: hate to to interrupt. I'm sorry for this. This is bad radio, and I apologize. I need you to hang on through this short break, okay? And we'll come back and talk more about the Noblesville sectional. Brad, thank you so much, okay? Sounds good. We'll come back, talk some more basketball on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brad Silbert rejoins me from Hamilton County TV in the Noblesville Sectional. Fishers beats Noblesville double overtime, sixty-seven, sixty-four. Hamilton Southeastern forty-six, forty-two winners over Zions. All right, Brad, I'll, I'll toss it back to you. You know, you, the drama obviously in both these games. But uh, if you can't pick up uh that thought before I rudely interrupted you. <laughs>
8: Well, what I was uh, getting to do, Bob, was uh, Noblesville Fishers has a couple, um, you know, very uh, unique things in it. First of all, Noblesville, the defending 4A state champions. Then you've got Coach Donna Buckley over there at Noblesville and Mm -hmm. Lauren Votaw over at Fishers. And at one time, Donna Buckley was at Greenfield Central. And that just happens to be the high school the coach, Lauren Votaw, went to. So you not only had <laughs> a battle of two great programs, but right. you had the student and right. the teacher battling each other, which uh, right. added right. another dimension to it. But uh, it, the, the Noblesville Fishers game was a fantastic game. Reagan uh, Wilson for the Millers, she ended up with 26 points. Meredith Tipner ended up uh, with... Uh, 18 points, but she got in a little bit of foul trouble, and that could have been uh, one of the factors there. Going on to game number two, Hamilton Southeastern and Zionsville. I mean, this was a game that just went back and forth and back and forth um, all evening long. Uh, Hamilton Southeastern uh, never really trailed in the game. At one point, they had as much as an 11-point lead. But uh, they were led by uh, Butler recruit, uh, Riley McAlesky, with 20 points. And uh, the Eagles, uh, to the credit of the Hamilton Southeastern Royals, they were able to hold Layla Hull down to 11 points in that game. Mm. She averages 23 mm-hmm. a game. These right. two teams had met about uh, two weeks ago tonight and the Royals had a um, 13-point victory. But one of the keys to this game was the free-throw shooting. The Royals went to the line 24 times and made 14 free-throws. The Giantsville Eagles only went to the line eight times, and they only made four free-throws. So one of the big differences in the game. But uh, it was two games tonight, Bob, that – if you're a high school basketball fan at all, you couldn't <laughs> right. help but to right. enjoy these games. They were fantastic. And tomorrow night, we'll have the Fishers-Tigers against the uh, Hamilton Southeastern Royals and all Hamilton Southeastern schools' uh, sectional championship. And, then, of course, the winner of that will go on to, uh, to on the Marion. It was, a, it was a great night for high school basketball in Sectional 8.
3: Well, I'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow night, Brad. I really appreciate the call. At Noblesville couple of great games uh, i mean i'm not even sure great uh catches how how well these games are played uh and it's just kind of sad that somebody has to lose fishers over noblesville in double overtime hsc over zionsville brad uh silbert from hamilton county tv brad thank you i'll talk to you tomorrow night thank you very much
8: my pleasure
3: thank you coming up top of the hour scoreboard update we've got a lot more basketball to talk about fun night semi-final Fridays they're pretty good in case you haven't figured it out they're really good stay with us much more to come on Indiana Sports Talk